0: Thank you to Haven's Kitchen for supporting this episode of Rogan Reasoned. Guys, my random Tuesday afternoon target find has turned into a full-blown obsession. Haven's Kitchen Herbie Chimichuri might have been the one that won me over, but since then I've been cooking with all of their delicious, vegan, and gluten-free sauces. And while I would consider myself a decent cook, these fresh and ready packets have basically made me a full-blown chef. If you're ready to get sauce too, find them by using my exclusive link in the show notes for this episode. Also, be sure to follow them on Instagram at Haven's Kitchen and check out all of their amazing food inspiration there. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Rogan Reasoned. I'm your overtired host, Laura Swan Siegman. Have I been working a lot? Yes. Is that why I'm short on sleep? No. The short answer is I decided to binge watch something on Netflix to an ungodly hour because my brain was kind of wired. And so here we are. I am sleepy, but I enjoy our chats and don't want to leave you hanging just because I'm still not a fully responsible adult at age 34. So here we are recording and talking. Today's podcast topic came to me recently when I was elbows deep in a musty box of old papers. Random, right? Not so much to me. I've spent a lot of time over the past 10 or so months going through belongings. If you're new here, my dad passed away late last fall, and boy did the man have a lot of stuff. I've found a lot of cool things along the way, but also a lot of things I just needed to straight up throw out. I don't want to miss anything important though. My dad wasn't the most organized of the bunch, so I've literally taken the time to go through everything. And it has been good that I took that approach because I would have missed some important things. One of my dad's adages growing up was never be in a hurry. And I kind of feel the irony of that right now. So the other day, going through that box of papers, I found an old Christmas wish list I wrote out. The fact that I wrote a very detailed list on Christmas-themed paper in itself tells me a lot, but it was also what was written on it that struck me. And I'll share a few more details on that one in a bit, but it hit me, I've always been this way. I find myself wondering sometimes how much I've changed. I don't really have friends from... Childhood that I've remained connected with, and I'm lacking in the family memory department now, also. So I'm curious if people that knew me when I was, say, 10 would think I'm still the same old Laura and roll their eyes laughingly. You're always around you, so it's hard to see yourself from an outside perspective, right? It seems we are in this constant pursuit for evolution, change, development, growth. We need to be better, take challenges and turn them into opportunity, learn from our mistakes, become better versions of ourselves, or completely reinvent our own wheel. Now, truthfully, these are all things I can get behind most of the time. But I also consider, when do we stop chasing change? Or at the very least, start acknowledging the parts of us that we don't have to change. This isn't an episode on staying stagnant. I can't personally do that, and I wouldn't advocate for that in what I write, say, post on platforms, etc. We do have to become something and find purpose. We do have to strive to grow in some fashion. Life would be very boring and somewhat disastrous if we didn't. I've always been the person that is into achieving, developing, and working on the next big thing. But Maybe that's the whole point. I've always been that way, and I don't want to necessarily change that. I don't want to change that I like to change. So how's that for a confusing conundrum? Stay with me here. I've definitely changed throughout my lifetime thus far. For example, I used to be a crazy, ridiculously shy child. Like, hide behind my parents and go full mute kind of shy. And now here I am blasting my thoughts and opinions out on a podcast each week for thousands of people to listen to. I'm not afraid at all to stand up for myself or tell someone to fuck off if it warns. I've changed for sure in that arena. There are other areas in which I know I've changed also, no question. On the other end of the spectrum, I also know things about myself that have been and always will be there. And then there's the stuff in the middle, things I've tried to change, but have I really? Is this a new thought or pursuit, or should I have always seen this coming based on my own history? The middle part is where I, at least, question what other people would draw a conclusion on. What category would they throw it in, changed or unchanged? Back to that Christmas list. I found a very neatly handwritten. Extensive list on an eight and a half by 11 sheet of Christmas themed computer paper. If you're anywhere near my age, you might remember how you could buy specialty computer paper at the office supply store back when home computers and printers were a newer thing. Maybe you still can buy that, but I think we've all passed that stage as I've not seen it anytime recently. There might be like a faint rainbow or watercolor background, an American flag bordered sheet, whatever. So this particular paper had a dark red border, a cream-colored main background, and a holiday bear in the corner with a bunch of presents around it. It was extra. Another child could have done it on the back of a school flyer in their backpack, but I had to make the entire experience of receiving my Christmas list a vibe for the holiday for anyone who encountered it, anyone being my parents, and that's it. Anyways, I then chose to use a blue, glittery, gel type pen. Perhaps I was trying to bring a snowy element into it to detail what it was I wanted. And when I say extensive list, I wasn't being some snobby, selfish kid that asked for 18 different video games, a TV in their bedroom, a pony, and other expensive shit. It was pretty novel and kind of pathetic, really. But here's what got me. At around item eight on the list, I asked for a specific pair of socks, not just any socks, the kind that was white, went mid calf, and came in a pack of six. It was trendy to have taller socks at the time. Also, I noted that a colored toe or heel was acceptable, but that's not all. I then described that if, for whatever reason, the reader of this list, again, either of my parents, so A total of two potential readers did not feel confident in picking out the right pack of cool socks. I would graciously accept direct funds to pick them out myself, and no gesture or Christmas experience or spirit would be lost. I died reading that. I had to be like 10 at the time. And that is so me. Like, listen. We are doing this song and dance here. If you're not up to it, just say so. Happy to do it myself. I just don't want either of us to pretend you're capable. If you're not, let's just let it be what it is and cut to the chase. My God, I've always been this blunt. At times, I guess I thought I've developed into this blunt person. But in reality, it was just masked by some shyness and lack of confidence during some periods. That part changed, but the straightforward thought process and direct communication is the same. I've always been that way. That execution is just a little different. I also found an old note to my grandmother. When I was 11 or 12, she planned a 10-day trip for us in Canada, just me and her. I hadn't been anywhere on a trip without my parents at that point, let alone the fact that it would be my first time out of the country. So as you might expect, or guess, as I would expect, I had some questions ahead of the trip. In this letter, I asked my grandmother several technical questions about our travels, including what she knew of the currency exchange rate at the time. I explained that I wanted to know ahead of time so that I could do my own math at the currency exchange counter because I didn't want the currency exchange guy to assume he could dick me around because I wasn't from there. And because I was 12, like, that's fucking hilarious to me because that is so fucking me. I do that shit to this day. I look things up ahead of time so I can call bullshit on anyone and anything that tries to play it otherwise. I like to be prepared. My husband thinks I overcomplicate things for myself, and I'm sure there are some decent nuggets of truth to that. But I've just always been this way, and I like it. Even now, I look up everything ahead of travel. I know the best route to take to the restaurant. I know that they don't accept reservations, so we should plan to go at this specific time if we don't want to wait. I know that if you use the secret code word at the table, they'll bring you a cheese tray. Does it take time and effort for me to know all this? Absolutely. Do I exhaust myself at times? Sure. But deep down in some sick way, I enjoy it doing it. And we have a smooth sailing, flawless fucking trip because of it. And no fucking currency exchange guy is going to pull the wool over my eyes. Damn it. Entrepreneurship. I had multiple fake businesses as a child, some starting at the age of like four, though I've worked for other people for 12 years of my life. Here I am now on my own being an entrepreneur. It was always meant to be this way because it's who I am. Additional support for this episode is brought to you by Verb Energy. In need of a little morning boost or afternoon pick-me-up, Verb Energy's bite-sized bars pack as much caffeine as a shot of espresso, just without the coffee jitters. Actually, they are made with organic green tea and come in flavors like maple blueberry, coconut chai, salted peanut butter, and vanilla latte. And at just 90 calories, we can all continue to try and be our best selves in 2021. Are you in? Snag your 16-bar starter pack and get over 50% off using my exclusive link in the show notes for this episode. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at verbenergy and show off your favorite flavor in your stories and posts. So, we don't need to continue to go down the rabbit hole of stories regarding young Laura here, but hopefully, you're getting my point. And perhaps you don't have old notes and Christmas lists to reflect on. And maybe it's best you don't have a ton of shit to sort through like I still do. It's a little stressful. But what if you took a minute to think about all the parts of you that haven't changed? We offer ourselves and each other motivational quips along the way. Like, look how far you've come or see how much you've changed. You sometimes hear people reference a celebrity maybe in the sense that they've stayed grounded even though they've become a celebrity or how they are still the same old Joe. But for us everyday folk, I don't think we really say stuff like that. Like, gosh, Sarah, I just wanted to point out that you're still the same old Sarah you've always been, right? Like, Wouldn't we almost take that as an insult? Like, fuck off, Amy. You're telling me I've been working 50-hour work weeks and running eight miles most days of the month to stay the fucking same? You don't notice any change? I mean, I think that would make us more fired up. But therein lies my deep thought. We ignore the parts of us that haven't changed. Why? We give accolades and talk time to the parts of us that are different but not the parts that aren't. Shouldn't some of those be celebrated too? Some can be negative. I mean, some parts might need growth and change, but not all change is good either. You can change for the worse also. Now, I don't have this all figured out. This is a recent thought process of mine, so I'm still digging into it as well. I don't necessarily have some four-point strategy for you like I did in last week's episode, that is something I feel I've gotten down more consistently and can share some direction on. This, not so much, but I really feel like it's worth talking about. These are the benefits I see from looking back and acknowledging how we are still the same. A, we reconnect with ourselves. It's nice to get an outside perspective and have someone else throw their two cents in. It makes us feel seen, but no one knows you better than you do. There is intrinsic value there. Motivation and affirmation that comes from you alone acknowledging what has stayed the same and how you've always been you. I mean, it's kind of like seeing an old friend also. The child, the teenager, the college student we haven't seen in a while. They've all been the same person, just at different mile markers. Some parts have changed, but all of them are your girl or your dude or however you identify. It's familiar and comforting. And in revisiting who we've always been, we might not feel so lost. It's not hard to lose touch on who we are and what we want. We have opinions flying at us from all directions, society telling us we are behind schedule on this or should be wanting this, and other unwanted noise on a regular basis. I know at times I felt like I don't know where I am, what the plan is, what should be my next steps, or what I even want. Reconnecting with our core being, like our true north, can give us that direction. Perhaps the right path, strategy, needs, and wants can be clarified more easily if we just revisit who we've always been. The answers might be sitting there waiting to be called upon. We just have to take the time to visit them and acknowledge them. Again, I do believe that change and growth, generally speaking, is necessary. Otherwise, we'd all be walking around in diapers, crying about a barely there boo-boo still. Some of us have had shit behaviors to correct, and change has catapulted accomplishments that maybe have helped a lot of people. I, personally, am still choosing to be the Overachiever that strives to develop, grow, and seek. It gives me purpose and variety. I want to tell some crazy, interesting stories when I'm old and gray and feel like a stronger person for all of it. But after seeing some of my childhood items, I think I'm also going to take a little more time to appreciate who I've always been and how I've actually stayed the same. Seeing my personality and some of my literal. Stuff at different ages has not only given me a good laugh, but it's also been a reminder that I can kind of be my own consistency in the chaos of life. And there are parts of me that have always been good enough the way they are, not in the sappy, like motivational quote sense. You're perfect just the way you are. Shit. No one's perfect. But literally, some things were built in me just to be as they are, always have been always will be. So maybe this week you might take a few minutes to notice some of the things about you that have always been the same and celebrate them for once, just as much as you would celebrate something you've changed. Just see where that takes you. And since I'm kind of just talking this out for the first time, I would be more than down to hear your thoughts on it, your perspective, and what you see as a benefit from doing all that. Maybe you find a downfall in my perspective. I don't know. But shoot me an email, a DM, tag me in your post or story at Rogue Reason Podcast and at Laura Swan Seekman on Instagram and let me know. Normally, this is the part where I tell you I'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Rogue and Reason, but I won't. I'm taking a week off and I'll be back in two weeks with you all. My family and I are gathering for a much-deserved and long awaited memorial service for my dad. And I want to soak up all that it is as it's sort of a close on a very, very long year. So if you're dying to hear my voice, unlikely, but if you are, you can catch up on some episodes you might've missed or revisit one of your favorites and we will reconnect in a couple of weeks. Talk then. To learn more about me, your host, and the Rogue and Reason podcast, visit www.loraswanseekman.com slash podcast and follow along on Instagram at Rogue Reason Podcast.